Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Day Shift. Not to be confused with uh, Night Shift or uh, R.I.P.D., which is all I could think about when I was watching this movie. Um, it stars Jamie Foxx. It's on Netflix. You won't believe it when we tell you about it, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> Joining me tonight, first up from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin to the show. Hello. Next up, from Indiana, please welcome Mr. Casey. Hello. And last up tonight, from Manhattan, New York City, it's how important he is. Please welcome John Schnarch to the show. It's not, there's, there's just regular people in Manhattan, actually, I've been, it turns out. Mm, <laughs> hard disagree. I've been uh, thinking about you up there a lot, Schnarch, or down there a lot, because I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Everything well, I know, Netflix. everything I know about New York City, I learned from a combination of Seinfeld and now Sex and the City because I've, I've been watching that. So by yourself? No, not by myself. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> good lord! <laughs> Are you okay, buddy? Do you, oh my god! <laughs> Are you at the uh, part where Carrie is like a really bad person? Just kidding. It's, it's like every episode. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's an infuriating show, but it's fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Monkeypox. Do you know anyone yet? Monkeypox, John. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I fucking had it. I had yeah. it like all over my chest this week. Oh, oh my lord! I, Don't like, start with me, Schnars. I I know. I, I don't want to get into it because, but I I don't think you have monkeypox, John. Just to be safe, I'm, I'm gonna deep on monkeypox TikTok. So I listen to a lot of epidemiologists on there, bro. John, yeah. just just all to right. be safe, I'm gonna need you to just do a full body check every day and then tell me about it. Okay. <laughs> Sound cool? Documentation. I'm doing a full body check every day. Don't worry about it. That's good. That's good. I like to hear that. Self-care. All right, everyone. Let's do it. Let's jump in and review a day shift. This is it, Shadowbird. Your big break in TV. Fuck the front time. To be fair, uh, it's day shift, not a day shift. That was just an affect that I put on John. Just want to make sure you. Uh, day shift. Yes. Humana, 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 day shift. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, a day shift. John, uh, please bring us the word of the day. Oh boy. Eric, today's word is syndicate. That's S Y N. D-I-C-A-T-E. There's a bunch of definitions for syndicate or syndicate. There's a verb uh, syndicate. I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, Syndicate, what I care about here, a group of individuals or organizations combined to promote some common interest. Syndicate. Um, Yes, it's a syndicate. I see there's texting going on. I'm not going to look at it until after I finish the word of the day here. Um, comes to us from the how, Latin. Talking about how cute your hair looks tonight. Uh, <laughs> syn- syndic- syndicus. Syndicus? Syndicus. Uh-huh. Which is a delegate, delegate of a corporation. It's, uh, Love it. Sy- syndicate. Um, I-, I guess we could discuss whether there are actually two syndicates in this film. Um, I was we I was could. starting with the union, which is the name of the vampire killing organization that Jamie Foxx has been thrown out of and then is trying to get back into in this film. There's also the vampires they are hunting, 
which are, I don't know, they're what exactly they're trying to do is not 100% clear. They're taking over the San Fernando Valley. Maybe there's like deep metaphor here that we are missing out on, <laughs> but I kind of doubt it. Um, Someone put an it, enormous amount of thought into the vampire stuff in this movies, and it does not translate at all. Um, well, yeah, we'll talk. Let's get into it. Like, like put a pin in that because I, I both agree and disagree. Tell me about the um, movie. The movie. You want to you want to know about the movie? Eric. Um, or, which one of you is Eric? John. John, tell me about the budget for this movie. Well, all right. I actually wanted to come to that later. So okay, this, okay. Only because, so this is this movie's on. Let's let's start with this. This movie's on Netflix, as Eric mentioned. It is it is part of a like fairly substantial shift in Netflix strategy, where they are, you know, doing more of these big budget movies. So we we watched um, what the hell was it called? Like Army of the Dead. Like that was sort of part of it. Like they're making fewer. Well, I don't know about like exactly where they are in this plan, but sort of what they've discussed is they want to try to make more tent poles. Like they're trying to compete with some of the theatrical. So like, I don't know. Did you all watch the gray man? I just watched it last night. Actually. I watched the gray man too. So gray man was like, that's like the pinnacle right now. They spent about $200 million making that movie. It's a Ryan Gosling, like action espionage thing. I don't know. Casey, like it's not great. But there are a couple scenes in that movie that are really, really good. It's pretty fun. <laughs> well, it's Overall. directed by that movie is directed by the guys who did the Avengers movie, the Russo brothers. They right. did both of these. So, sort of the way they market it is like, look, we gave the these the Russo brothers two hundred million dollars, and Ryan Gosling and uh, Chris Evans and Anna De Armas and all that, you know, and like, and so there's a lot there. And so like this is so to Caitlin, your question, this was a hundred million dollars this film, which is crazy <laughs> and i was actually thinking back and i didn't get a chance to research this before but like we watched and and i think all really enjoyed vampires versus the bronx or what what was it was that what that movie was called mm-hmm. yeah that was a netflix original as well right like they that, that i was would guess they spent originally. like 10 million dollars in that movie max a hundred million is so much <laughs> it's a lot it's a so lot much. but but like there's been this like pretty big i mean the 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 broader narrative around like where films have gone is like there's a lot of movies being made for a hundred plus million and then there's a bunch of movies being made for like 10 and less and there's like very little in between um and and netflix had like kind of stayed out of that game and was making all these like weird mid-budget movies that i don't think were necessarily performing as much and so now that this is like them saying like all right like we can try to play that game um the director here is this guy named jj perry this is his first ever film Though he is, if you look at his IMDb credits, he has been the stunt director slash coordinator on like every good action slash fighting movie you've like seen in the last 20 years. So like all the John Wick films, Warrior, the Fast and the Furious series, like he's he's kind of like anything that had like very wild stunt sequences um, and especially like fight stuff he was involved with. And it's how they marketed this movie. I didn't know anything about this movie. I don't know if you guys had seen. I did get the trailer. You know when you like go on Netflix and they like start playing the trailer when you're like scrolling around? It's the title card of the trailer is basically like from the guys who ma- taught John Wick how to fight. And oh, so well that, I mean, it's such a there's so much John Wick in it that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, totally. 
So yeah, I mean, so this guy JJ Perry, the the screen, there's one, there's two screenwriters, one of whom had this is his first credit. The other one has like 12 credits, but they're all from like the last three years, including Army of the Dead, another movie called Army of Thieves, which I think was a Netflix thing. Um, so you know, he's done a bunch of he's had a lot of stuff made recently, but it, this is he's still pretty pretty new to the game. Um, as Eric mentioned, Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, um, there's some other people, Megan Good, um, this woman, Carla Souza, who I was not like familiar with, but has done a bunch of television stuff. Um, Jamie Foxx plays a vampire hunter who is estranged from his wife, played by Megan Good. Uh, they have a 10 year old and he's like, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure how we're supposed to feel about him. Like he's, He's definitely presented as like good dad. Like he's got to, Robin. To make this it. is what it is. It's Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. He's like yes. lovable and he loves his kids, but he just can't get it right, John. He just keeps that's, screwing up. That's a very good comp. Congrats. Yeah, They're very nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I actually think he's like doing a better job than Robin Williams is <laughs> in Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> wow. Know? Hot take. I like it. But he is like, like Robin Williams in that movie. Like, marginally employed because he's been thrown out of this vampire hunting well, the thing union. about that movie in hindsight not to get off on a tangent here is like literally robin williams just says add and needs somebody to help support him <laughs> like he's just kind of forgetful like you know i love this stuff so it's an amazing you know, movie but um but yeah so jamie fox he's been kicked out of the union because he's like too aggressive at killing vampires or something like so stupid he's like yeah he just like does whatever he wants, but is like amazing at killing vampires. So instead his job, he like drives around as a pool cleaner, but his real job is he like kills vampires and then like sells their teeth on, on like the a, black market the black because market. that is like a thing. That Vampire are, teeth are like the thing in this movie because what they <laughs> say, get more money. They tell us, the guild. they tell <laughs> yes, us, that's they, true. they tell us at some point that all of the vampires like powers lie in their teeth. It's like well, how yeah. they feed. There's a little spiel about it. There's a little exposition. Like, but it's like the there's... source of all their power. And so like if you remove their teeth, they can't regenerate their body or something as well. It's it's is said at some point. Well, they definitely can't like eat without the teeth. I don't know. Yeah, it's there's a lot. <laughs> they took the vampire lore that existed and they were like, not enough. <laughs> so... Yeah. What if there's way more of this? Yeah. yeah, I had some questions about that when we get oh, into it. I've got theories on that, too. Um, but yeah, I mean like, all right, so that's the setup. He then, his wife tells him he needs to come up with $10,000, which like five, five, right? Well, it was five, five for school and then five for braces. Five for the braces. <laughs> and like, I don't know how much you make as a vampire hunter, but like you seems like that's, should be achievable for him. Um, I mean, I don't, have, I don't not. have $10,000 laying around John. I, I mean, regular I, mean job. I don't like, it's like if I had to like come up with it in a week, I guess it'd be like a, you know, a problem, but well, I mean, you gotta be in the guild too, because the first guy he went to in the black market was only going to give him like 800 bucks. Well, was before yeah, I would... you squeezing him for sure? What's his <laughs> yeah. name? Stormare. What the hell's the guy's last Peter, name? Uh, Peter, Peter Stormare. Peter, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that dude. And so then like the other thing that's happening is there's this vampire lady played by uh, Carla Souza. We don't get like a ton of background on her other than she's like running a real estate empire very ruthlessly. Um, she's so mean. She, she's very mean. The thing that she there's a there's a couple moments in this movie, specifically things that she does that are like 
really gruesome. I mean, like, or, or like when she buries that vampire in cement in the, the very beginning of the movie, I don't know that I had ever, I mean, maybe that's happened before in a movie, but I was like, Oh shit, that's dark. Yeah. <laughs> that's really dark. Um, but yeah, so she's evil. Um, and Jamie Foxx in the beginning of the movie accidentally kills her daughter which is like somewhat of a spoiler, but eh, whatever. You can't spoil this thing. So her very she's elderly the, daughter who is an yeah, elderly vampire. Exactly. So but not an elder super, vampire. It's very convoluted. Wait, but she is an elder, no? No, because she's 90. And they're like, oh, she's so close to elder teeth, which are worth more. There's more teeth stuff. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. I meant um, the Sousa woman. Like uh, the main baddie is an elder, though. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that you were really in it trying to figure this out, John. <laughs> well, and they also keep right re- there. I just now kept, this is like, I just, how like, else will you understand the plot? I just kept they, shrugging my shoulders. I didn't. I mean, like, I, I they, uh, 40% there of are several references to like an even older vampire that like the indication is like it's not her, but I don't know. Whatever. They're setting up day shift too. They are yeah. back to the night shift. Back to the night shift. So, no, take back the night. I don't know. And is, is there can't any other appropriate. Parts? Take back the night. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other parts of the plot that we want to uh, discuss before? Uh, we his wife and kid don't know about vampire stuff. There's like half the population does know and half doesn't know. He he made the decision that he was going to allow his marriage to fail because he didn't want to reveal that he was a vampire hunter, which is something that is like not casually revealed to his wife, but like is revealed to her in like much more dire circumstances, which he could have just told her like every, a lot of yeah. people know about vampires and vampire hunting, presumably. Well, not, not, it wasn't just revealed that he's a hunter. It's that like vampires are a thing too. Yeah, like yeah. it's all revealed to her. It's he was very, like keeping it safe yeah. from her. But meanwhile, yeah. like if vampires were real and you knew about them, wouldn't you want to like protect the people you love by like, Telling them they're real and like I don't know wear garlic perfume or something. No, he just put like twenty locks on the door. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Meanwhile, there's like a huge plate glass window right next to the door. (laughs) Did you notice that he like he locks the door and then he like leans over and like looks out the window. I was like, uh, (laughs) I think they're gonna get you. (laughs) So yeah, Eric, there you go. Sure, solved it. Sure, Caitlin, what do you think? I. I didn't know much about this going in. I keep wanting to call him Jamie Lee Fox. I know that's not right. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> Since he's in horror world, Jamie Lee Fox. Um, this is like baffling to me. I, I really did not know what to expect. I'm also not a big action movie fan. Like action movies, except for John Wick, which I do really like. Um, but generally, like if I'm putting on a movie for myself, I'll put on horror or a comedy, sci-fi, whatever. Um, so this, this reads like very straight up action to me and the choreography for the action is really good. It's just in general, not, not really my thing. Um, the story is really silly. I don't know. I liked some of the hand to hand combat sequences and I liked at first I liked learning about the vampire lore in this movie. (laughs) Um, I will say though, by the end, I was definitely looking at my phone a lot. Um, I don't know if I just like I had hit my sort of saturation point of like cool action sequence, cool combat. All right. Thank you very much. Jamie Lee Fox and moved on. But <laughs> Did you? That was an intentional Jamie Lee Fox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'm not going back. But um, I mean, yeah, I thought it was fine. It's not one that I'm going to rewatch 
ever. <laughs> I am just really shocked. I know Jamie Lee. I know Jamie Foxx comes at a high price tag, which Casey we had talked about over text. But still, like, and I mean, they have Snoop Dogg. It's, but I just, I don't know, man. It's wild to me that this movie exists. <laughs> Christ, I forgot about Snoop. Yeah. Oh, I have you? so many Snoop thoughts. Casey, what do you think of this movie? Uh, first of all, I want to say at the top of the show, Eric mentioned about how this movie made, only made him think of R.I.P.D. And I'm glad he said that because my first thought about 30 minutes into this and I opened up our email ch- chain that we didn't really get going for this movie, though, that I called this R.I.P.D. SVU, Special Vampire <laughs> Unit, because it felt like a secondary NCIS show off the formula, right? I love that. Because that's the thing about this movie. We talk about like some of the vampire lore and it's uh, cranked up and whatnot. I'm not knocking the writer. He tried hard. And I think there's a beginning and ending in the middle here and whatnot. I get that. All this lore, you can tell it's cherry picked from different places. There is a whole lot of RIPD in there as far as the structure of this movie. The whole thing with all the different types of vampires and tribes and stuff has come straight out of Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, The different types of vampires and stuff is kind of out of the Left 4 Dead video game with the zombies and whatnot. There's just, whoever wrote this was really into that kind of pop culture with the video games and movies and stuff and kind of cherry-picked what he went out there. That's fine. I'm not knocking him for it. It just seems like it's pretty obvious that that's what's going on here. That said, I know I like bad movies. This movie's bad, but it just was not there for, it was not there at all for the acting and stuff. Where I did enjoy this movie though, and getting through the end, like Caitlin said, I thought the fight choreography throughout the movie was awesome. That held my attention whenever it came on screen. And I loved seeing the different actors that showed up in weird small parts. That was fun. Otherwise, I don't. I've seen a lot worse, but it's definitely a take it like a summer blockbuster tentpole movie that was not at all close. <laughs> all right, Johnny Boy, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just like a hot mess on so many levels. Um, I so Caitlin, you said you know action side like action is like very firmly in my like. Mm-hmm comfort food zone like almost more than horror honestly like i love a good (laughs) like just fight sequence i mean so like the gray man i watched you know when i was on vacation just like by myself in bed just like really enjoyed and and it's what's funny is like these movies have a lot of the same problems right so the scripts are terrible. Like the script here is just so crazy. I mean, Casey's like being probably generous in like, I don't even know what they were trying to do. Like they're cramming so (laughs) much lore into this thing in a, in a way that's not necessary. And that's where like the comp to, uh, vampires versus the Bronx were like that movie did it right. Like, it's just like, yeah, well, you remember vampires like they can't go out in the day. You and, have like, you have right, like, you have it. all the you have all the built-in lore you need and just get out of the way and make a movie yeah. like instead of packing well, all the shit in. At no point does the fact that there are different <clears throat> tribes of vampires Matter. have anything to do with this movie. <clears throat> no. no. So, and you can't tell them apart either. Us no, the viewer. The people yeah, in the movie honestly, can all tell them apart. We can't. <laughs> no. And and it just it just plot-wise doesn't matter. Uh, my suspicion, well A there's definitely the feeling at the end of this that like they're trying to set it up to be a franchise, right? That's like the goal. Um, yeah. 
he's got like a team. And and again, back to like how bad the script was. The character, I think her name's Shannon. They're like, we're just, these are like, oh no, Heather. These are like full on spoilers at this point. There's a character that is introduced for like two minutes in minute, I don't know, like 50 of this movie. Who then joins his team? Are we talking about that? She, she was like a familiar, right? No, she was a vampire. Yeah, the yeah one, I missed the this one. The nerd, the neighbor. I, the neighbor. I, yeah. I was zoned out at some point and missed how you can be like a half vampire that's not evil. She did say something about being a familiar at one point. No, there. she but said I, I wasn't even a familiar. She just turned um, because she was cruel or something. And I was yeah. like, that sounds great. But like, like I, I, I wouldn't do. That. I also missed like how Dave Franco turned in wasn't trying to kill people well and why was the neighbor diming out jamie fox but then like immediately joins his team like the second he's like says a nice thing to her basically and like <laughs> why is she not hungry for human flesh all the time like none of it makes any goddamn sense but they set this up that like dave franco who gets turned into a vampire and there's some like a the the only parts not the only parts i I'll say some nice things about the fight scenes and then I'm, I have some like real negative criticism, but um, the, the Dave Franco sequences, like there's some amusing buddy comedy stuff, like buddy cop stuff between Dave Franco and Jamie Foxx to me. Like it's like lazy to it's, a certain it's extent. Pretty oh lazy. yeah. He's like, I like cats and turtlenecks. And they're like, <laughs> and yeah, like no. Ah. <laughs> no, but like that's how desperate I was for just like jokes in this. Like, on Netflix, it's like action comedy horror, and I was like, "When is it funny?" Yeah, <laughs> but Dave Franco is the only part. at one point when his head gets cut off, and then there's like head falling yeah. off jokes, like those. Yeah. At least I was like, you know, he was trying. Know. The on the action, really quick, and I'm I know I'm all over the place, but that's right. how this movie is, and it like does it to you. Um, I love the fight scene. I, the John Wick films are like in my pantheon, and like the fight scenes in this are interesting. The best one is when uh, he brings in the, the Bazarians or whatever the hell, like the other, they like fight the like nest of zombies. And there's like the two other dudes who are the one guy is a stunt coordinator or like choreographer who, who did a bunch of the wick films and stuff. But, and then the other guy's just like a regular actor, but um, that fight sequence is pretty good. The thing that I hated is like, why are all the zombies like super gymnasts? Like they're all like, back bending over like just make them normal humans i also why did every time someone got shot by a shotgun they did like three backflips it's like shotgun shotgun bus three back they all put two stat points in athleticism it's just i don't know it was crazy so i both enjoyed the fight yeah i i enjoyed the fight scenes and i was just like why are you overdoing here's my question was this based on a comic book I don't think so. I think, no. So to me, what it feels like is like a twenty early 2010s comic book movie. Yeah, like yeah. around the time. Which are movies you used to defend, to be to- clear. Fair. <laughs> but like, a, like around the time when Marvel was starting to pop off and every studio was like, what can we buy and make? That's the world that brought <laughs> us like RIPD and shit. And I feel like the way you can spot these kinds of things is, is this, this insane mythos that we're talking about. Like it has a kind of mythos that you're like, this could only be some dumbass shit in a comic book. Like, there's just no way this came from a movie. Apparently, it did come well, from a movie. But I that's know, what this it, is. It's, it's the, an original. No, I know, but I'm saying original, like, but it's the Russo brothers. So, but that's just what. It, no, 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 no. You're you're getting confused with Gray Man. That's but that's Russo just brothers. what it feels. Oh, okay. That's just the vibe it has to me. Like, 
such oddly overwrought and specific lore and mythos that doesn't actually impact the movie that much. I I couldn't deal with this scene where they're in the car and Jamie Foxx is like, tell me what you know about vampires, Dave Franco. And Dave Franco just starts reading off script pages of lore, like from their production meeting or something. And it's like, oh my fucking God. It's a, you know what? It's, this is like, I think a pretty good, and I say this, this is such an antiquated notion and even, but this is a pretty good like hungover cable watch. Now yeah. that doesn't help me. As I a, was upset that I was not. That doesn't help me as a. when I watched this. That doesn't help me as a person who hasn't had cable since like 2013, and even then I was getting it for free. So like that's why I had it. So that doesn't even mean anything to me. Like when I say that, I'm hearkening back to like a nostalgia point in my life. Like I could picture <laughs> myself putting this on while I did the dishes and not but watching Eric, it. Hungover Netflix movies are the hungover cable movies. No, of today. no, no, no. But it's so different when I have to make a choice. Like. I used to watch such a greater variety of things and would discover things because they were there right in front of me. Yeah. I All I do on fucking streaming services is watch shit I've seen a thousand times. Like I was watching yeah. The Departed today, John. You know how many times I've seen The Departed? Like 4,000. Yeah, it's a good movie. Perfect example. And when you stumble across a movie on cable and it's five minutes in, it's not going to kill you to watch it to the end. But to get through that first five minutes of a Netflix movie by choice, whole other de- struggle. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, because you have so much choice. You're sitting there like, why would right. I? There's a, such a difference between when you'd be flipping around a cable and be like, well, it's either this or like Shawshank Redemption for the 4,000th time. Like, all right, I guess I'll watch this new thing with Jamie Foxx. Like, I just don't, whatever. That's a whole other rant, I guess. But there's just so many movies that do the same kind of thing. And I I agree with John. Like it's absolutely trying to be a comedy, like a comedy. And it is not like there are some laughs, but they are so few and far between. And there's not even a real like joke density enough to like pull you through it. Um, And I love, I'm a Dave Franco fan. Like I've seen him and stuff. I think he's really funny in like uh, 21 jump street neighbors. Yeah. Like he, there is a vibe that he's really funny in. He cannot carry this like whole comedic load of this movie, basically. Like I kept wondering what this movie would be like with a completely different cast of like more funnier actors. You know what I mean? Like and like script another script. Yeah, the script <laughs> yeah, yeah. would have to change. Cause like Jamie Foxx's j- jokes are like, there's no yogurt land in Florida. <laughs> and it's like, it just doesn't yeah, and he's not funny. he's not an unfunny dude. Like I've seen him no, be he's funny. Not. And he's stuff. he's yeah. funny. Um so the comedy falling flat is a huge issue for me. It's two hours long, which why? Um, and the the action was like hit or miss. I think there's some action sequences that are fairly compelling. It's very violent. Mm-hmm. It is dumb. In a lot a way. of guns. It it's is like a gun. There's some good like, and I, you know, movie. like I like a good gratuitous movie shotgun. So I was pretty into the flipping and stuff. The where like kept losing me was these two dudes the, in this middle big action scene where they're like boot knives or some shit. Like, oh, um, see, I was there for the boot so knives. Stupid. That's I, was yeah. that. I think the finale action is actually pretty great um, overall. Like when they're when it first pops off when they enter the lair or whatever, and it's like there's just a bunch of people running at them. Well, so, hold on, can we talk about what I would propose is the most outrageous? fight moment in the film which is snoop when uh big j i believe he's called B- big john um snoop like does like Flip several kicks. tosses yeah. of, of so that's what i was gonna say so okay so snoop dogg is in this movie he's not in it a lot but he 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 
comes he's back. Got great scenes. He comes Very back and scenes. he's integral into it. It, it. Snoop Dogg is just a funny dude in that when you hire Snoop Dogg, that's who you, is the character in your movie. Like you can call yeah. him whatever you want. It's fucking Snoop Dogg. And a cowboy hat. But also he is yeah. like one of the least mobile people you will ever see in your fucking <laughs> life. Like you ever see Snoop Dogg in real life? He literally, he looks like he's moving and talking in slow motion. And so they have yeah. cast him as one of these like crazy gymnastic, athletic ass kicking zombie killers. And there's a scene, it's when you're talking about John, where they straight cut to a wide shot with a body double who does like a flipping gymnast kick and it's supposed to be him and then lands and then cut back to him. <laughs> like, it's just silly. I can, I mean, def- I can definitely appreciate it. And he's got a lot of dumb one-liners, but it's just so, it's so ridiculous. That was the fun. best joke of the movie. Come on, man. <laughs> so I don't, like it didn't really grab me that much, but I do think it's light enough and silly enough for like some background action, but that's kind of about as far as I go. I feel like there's one thing that I really like in movies when they are establishing sort of the lore and sort of how things work in the universe is when there is just like a surprise, you know, bureaucracy of stuff hidden from everyone else. Like how in John wick, there's like that syndicate of, assassins here you it's know, sort of even in Beetlejuice when there's like the afterlife and there's you know processes and things like that and I was I was on board for the syndicate of vampire hunters but then because we had all these other groups you know the union in and of itself like cool idea funny I'm here for it but when we got into all the others I was like oh man I don't care like honestly <laughs> it bothered it bothered me how straight of a John Rip john wick rip that was that whole like i mean like it just looks the same when they walk it's all of it but then also there's a huge huge plot hole that i feel like negates the whole just one negates the whole (laughs) yes negates the whole movie why couldn't jamie fox have just killed a bunch of vampires given the teeth to snoop dogg to sell who was in good standing with the union and just cut him in a little bit why wouldn't he have done that i'll give you 20 percent, man he understands that done Well, this is the point. This is sort of like when I was saying the whole premise of like him needing this 10 grand, he kills like 30 vampires in the span of like 10 minutes. So like you're right, like whether or not he had to black market them or run through the union, whatever, like he can get the money. Like clearly he's he's the best vampire killer is like what is what the film that was was my big struggle with with the post action scenes too because they made such a deal to talk about these vampire fangs and how it's their power and how much money they're worth and he wants all this money then he goes through and he nukes like 30 vampires in five minutes no talk about going back for their fangs or anything like that i'm sitting there after every that's a good point he's laying leaving thousands of dollars and that was like the point of all this yeah he says even at one point like i don't burn them because i'm going to get those teeth and he the whole film hangs on that thing, right? Like even Dave Franco is like sucked into the, the plot, right? By the fact that he's like, we got to save your family. And it's just, you have to believe that as a, as like a dramatic plot point to, to care really about the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You're right. It, that to me, that's like, well, again, if you can get, there's a lot to get over in this movie. And so I guess that's that's like the lead, but it's like the plot doesn't itself work. Right. And you know, I will say that I liked the choreography of a lot of these, but do you remember, I don't know if it's 2003 or 2004, the, um, the Dawn of the dead remake. And you know, there's that older lady, the bigger older lady who reanimates and like jumps up and it's really scary, but they don't use a double for her. I mean, the, the person playing that, that character is a man who is an actor. He's a stunt actor and he's also a bigger dude. 
And when we had that old lady vampire who was the daughter, ended up being the daughter in the beginning, I was kind of hoping for like, I don't know, it's just so clear. And I know it's, you can chalk it up to campiness intentionally, but it's so clear that that is like a 22 year old that, mm-hmm. you know, they switched out at the last minute. And Sam, like Eric was saying for Snoop. And I I, mean, yeah. I don't know, in, in a different movie, I might chalk it up to camp, but I don't think camp was the intention of this movie. Yeah, that's I don't know. the problem. If they would have leaned into Gone Campy with the humor in this, those things would have accented the movie, I think. I think you're exactly right. Yeah, and instead they had, like, I don't know, they like had very juvenile humor about, like, oh, he's a nerd because he likes cats and suits and he peed on himself. And then Jamie Foxx was like, ugh, and like hulked out in front of the mirror and he's like putting super glue on his scar, like, ugh. And it's yeah. like, what is happening? You know, I think that? like, it's like a, it's like a horror action comedy that kind of half-asses every one of those things. And so like, yeah. you need one of those things to really shine. Like you can do this kind of genre bending, but one of those aspects has to really kick ass there's, and there's no it. horror in this the, well, like literally it's not i mean other than there's vampires other than like, the concrete on the vampire which was horrific oh yeah 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 but i mean and there's also this whole past this whole hodgepodge of different tropes thrown together from whoever wrote this his favorite movies Absolutely. and stuff like that i mean even the their um jamie fox and um ben Dave Franco's boss, the police chief, was 100% uh, Merton Riggs and uh, Joe Pantoliano or whatever Dude, from Lethal Weapon. It's a hot, there's a lot of Lethal Weapon here. It's all like, I, I got vibes um, once, Jay, uh, not James Franco, once Dave Franco dies, the whole like, that whole shtick there was very like idle hands, I felt like, with yeah. Seth, Seth Green yeah. like, when he go, goes zombie fine. Um. I mean, all good movies. Like, if you're going to rip them I off, mean, like, for sure. Yeah, but they're yeah. just kind of shoved in and it's not smoothed yeah. out or it worked felt like a into clip show. Like, yeah. it's like, clip show. Yeah. wasn't that so funny with Idle Hands, you guys? Wasn't that also so funny in John Wick when they had the secret thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Keelan, I think you're right. Like, there was an opportunity to make this campier I- intentionally. And it, they definitely, I agree. I don't think there's any, they don't want, like, there's moments yeah. that are meant to be like, goofy like some of the vampires are are like at one point he's like fighting like the high school football team and there's like a cheerleader vampire none of which is like commented on or like even highlighted in any way it's very strange but like they could you could have i don't know you could have leaned into that as an actual point of humor other than just being like what the fuck yeah. is going on right now? They're saving it for other, the spinoff, baby. I guess. Because otherwise right? it was just one-liners for the most part as far as humor goes. Here's the other question I had about the world. So I, I kind of raised this issue of like, why wouldn't you tell your wife if you like want her to be safe from vampires? There's a lot of vampires. Like, yeah, lots of people are dying and or disappearing because they're becoming vampires. Like, how would that not be public knowledge? Jamie Foxx straight slices one through the neck in a parking lot in the middle of the day and just like leaves the body. And I was like, I guess that's okay. Like no questions. <laughs> you know, a joke, you know, a joke made, did make me laugh. Like a legit laugh was the third peeing his, your pants joke. When I was, he was I like, was did I shit my pants? Like, wait, yeah. he's like, wait, are you sure? Is there anything oh, back I was there? Gonna say at the end when he's like, he killed, they, they like ripped the arms off. The like, big, I didn't even piss my pants. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, well, vampires have gone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, ah, Gotta let me have it. Man. Yeah. I don't know. So are we signing up for Day Shift 2? No. Is, no. 
Okay. Oh, Eric said. Uh, it's just like, I don't know. Baffling is the only word I have for this. It's just very, I don't know. It, someone had a lot of fun with it. Not me, but someone had a lot of fun million with it. A hundred million Listen, dollars. Back I just always think like filmmaking is such a passion thing. I feel like. And like when I see something like this, it's just so aggressively mediocre. I'm like, this was this like the idea that this was somebody's passion depresses me. Well, <laughs> so Eric, like, like, I got to so get this did, fucking movie I mean, made. I don't know. Like, like J, so JJ Perry has been like a stunt guy his, his whole career is. And like someone came to him and was like, we want to make a like crazy action stunt vampire movie. And Jamie Foxx is going to do it. Do you want in? He's going to be like, fuck yeah. And like, I'm going to direct the shit out of this. Like, I think he tried. Like, yeah. You know, the action sequences were well choreographed. That's fine, John. Like, it's 2022. I have a finite amount of time left in my life. And uh, Oh, I'm not defending whether or not it's good. I think I'm just saying, like, I could see a universe where he had he was passionate about it. And like, yeah, you know. It's a bummer. It definitely could have shaved like a good 30 minutes off. Oh my God. Well, like I said, Caitlin, would so you, would you say if you took 30, could've... if you took 30 minutes off, you might say it would make it a clean 90 minutes, which is what every movie should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, really good. Do we want to talk about the car chase scene? Where she's on like playing Mario Kart. Oh, and yeah. I kind of like, that was cute. Like a cute little bit at first. Yeah. I and mean, I was like, okay, I got it. That's fine. I don't know. As a parent, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My so kids would have been throwing up uh, because they can't look at screens in the car at, at while the car's moving they, <laughs> they, without throwing up. So I just thought, like, I was like, oh, I, you know, it's fun. She's like living it out in real life and doesn't even realize it. But then I was like, all right, that's fine. But then he like escapes through like a small tunnel by shooting the tires out on his car. Again, spoiler. Um, like, why didn't the vampires just like back up, like go around <laughs> and be like, oh, cool. We caught you now because you literally drove like 20 yards. It's not like and you went can't to the other side because you're on yeah. the rims. <laughs> I don't know. That was that was really dumb. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about this movie? I liked it. I, I did like the, like the family type uh, wrap ups they tried to do with like Jamie Foxx and his wife and daughter. Cause there was like, there's that one little moment where after his daughter's reaction after sh- everything went down, she's like, I'm going to be a vampire too. Both him and his, and her mom are both like, no, that's funny in a family movie type of way. It was nothing to, you know, to redeem the ending necessarily, but it was moments like that. You could see that the effort was there. In some the form. daughter is trying the hardest. Yes, <laughs> of all of the actors in this movie, I think she is. Good honor too. God like, bless her. Yeah, she's bringing it. Well, Eric, don't worry. I already have your top ten list up. So <laughs> I think I'm good. I, I will say I did enjoy Carla Souza as the uh, vampire baddie in this. She's kind of silly, but I'm familiar with her on uh, Home Economics with Topher Grace, and she's actually pretty hilarious. The so. first like two times she was on screen, I thought it was uh, Isla Fisher. Yeah, it took me a minute to figure out she's that cool it was her. Soccer. I thought she was cool with the concrete thing, and then after that, I was like, oh, so she's just like every other. Like I was like, what is your motivation? Yeah. You want well, them to worship a- you like gods again or something? I don't really care. There's about the halfway point there where she got through all of her supervillain monologue material and kind of repeated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. Problem solved. Just I kidding. Guess. I hate it. Uh, would you recommend this movie, Caitlin? Uh, no. Casey? Probably not. John? No. 
nay for me as well. Man, I think it's been a while since we had a unanimous no vote. <laughs> hey, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Join the dark side with me here, people. All right. I mean, What's up? I'm just going to say there's a state of mind that this movie could be enjoyable. <laughs> but we're not going to condone that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in it. I'll tell you that much. All right. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. She was the prom queen, but couldn't handle the heat of the moment. Now she's back, and she's still burning mad. Sometimes bad girls have all the fun. Say hello, Mary Lou. It's prom night two. Next. Hello, creeps. It's John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and I'm a friend of bloodygoodhorror.com. <laughs> Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Don't fall asleep, John. I never do. Um, all right, we got some fan mail here. We got, uh, I'm very excited for some Schnars Reacts content coming up here, so we get excited for that. Kaylin, do you want to um, take the stage here for a minute and talk to our fans? Yeah, for sure. I, um, I'm just, you know, took on quite a lot. It turns out doing two weekly shows is not an easy feat. <laughs> so, what? what? Who knew? <laughs> I thought I could do it all. Um, so I, I'm going to be uh, relinquishing my my permanent seat here and um, be going to come back as a guest as often as y'all will have me, but I just can't swing the two shows a week. I'll be doing Plug It Up every week and I'll be on BGH as a guest, but I'll be, uh, you know, a little bit more sparse around these parts. It's almost like you don't consider this your full-time job. It's almost. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my boss. How she feels about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, uh, no, it's much I as love, we pay you to i know i <laughs> I, I love ugh so much and this has always been uh very surreal and a dream come true and and i'll definitely still be around and i'll be doing plug it up content for bloody good Horror every week but uh huge you, day for that one guy on twitter who fucking hates me so. <laughs> <laughs> if you think you're getting out of day shift too uh, they have another thing coming. If you invite anyone but me back for Dave Shift 2, I'm going to be pissed. If we do Dave Shift 2, I'm quitting my own show. Kaylin <laughs> can host. Sounds great. <laughs> I'll, pick, I'll be like, gonna, I can do it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm just going to throw out there, I'm not managing your top 10 list. I know. <laughs> and I know Schnars is, and I think I'm going to start doing it myself. I think I mean, so. You do yeah. have... You have 10 in the list, so unless something like really cool comes Just out. mail it in the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Wrap it up here, folks. Yeah. Well, you will certainly be missed, Caitlin, but um, we appreciate you coming on and telling people what's up. And, um, you know, we will definitely have you back on when you're feeling better. Yeah, 
I'll be around and you can always find me, you know, all the places and plug it up as a bloody good horror production. So you can find me there. Um, all right. Who is ready for a little schnars reacts? It just is hitting me in this moment that you're going to get theme music for this segment. Okay. I mean, I think it's ambitious that you're going to come up with content every week. Oh no, I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not pressuring myself every week, but I, now I, there's certain things that pop out of me and I'm like, this is going to happen. Um, here's the deal with Schnars reacts. Schnars, as many people may know, is not a creature of the internet. You may not. I, I know, I know Pete, barely any people like this who are not like immediate family members. Like, and John works at like an internet company. Like they do podcasting. So like, it's, yeah. you know, so anyway, I know John has not seen this stuff or I'm fairly confident that he hasn't. So I'm just going to send you, I mean, I'm exposed to things on the internet just to be well, clear. And like, I like read, then you're going to pretend the internet. I'm going to send right. you two photos and I would just like you to describe what you're seeing in them and just review. Give me a review here. Okay. These are. Does, does anyone else know what these are? These are pre. These are. Uh, you guys have seen them. These are preview photos from an upcoming movie. Oh. Uh, I've seen them. <laughs> I don't even know. I just All texted right. you. Stand by. I'm pulling it up on my computer. Oh, good God. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, what do you tell me what you're seeing here? It's. Uh, so this is like an Adams Family mm-hmm. reboot. Mm-hmm. Um. It's called is what is it called, Caitlin? Wednesday or something? Yeah, it's what it's focused on Wednesday. I'm not sure where the title is. But. Oh, this is not at all where I thought you were going. Oh, I'm going there too. We have this is okay. a two-part um, segment. <laughs> the only one I recognize is uh, is the dad, Louis oh, really? Guzman. Yeah. You, okay, wait Who a second. I love. Zoom I in. Louis Guzman is like back a it up, back it up, back so it up, funny. back it up, back it up. So that can you zoom in on those faces and tell me you don't recognize those other people? Um, you sure do, bud. I promise. You know more two I mean, and Wednesday we've reviewed in at least like four movies this year. Yeah. Oh, is it the? It's. Oh, hold on. I love this. Do you need your bifocals, Grandpa? Is Wednesday's the the young lady who's in Scream, and then um, X. X. What's her name? Yeah, What's yeah. her name, John? Good lord, she was already like pretty young looking, <laughs> and then they like in this Wednesday get up. It's like she looks like she's ten. Yeah. Okay, um, no one tells Schnar, no one, no one tells say anything. Schnars, who is Morticia in this picture? I didn't know I had to read it. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, like, I I actually don't know. Like, I'm just gonna be I would just think be of guessing. like she is like you know arguably well, she's actually not Latino. I'm just gonna say that. I just realized she's not. Yeah. Um, you know her famous husband too. She was like a one of the biggest actresses in like the late nineties. Can we tell him uh, how many names are in her name? She has three names. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Was she she was married to Clooney or was like with Clooney at one point? No, no. John. Uh, I, I mean, know. I didn't What's know either. I had to read it. It's pretty wild. She's got part of the Greek alphabet in her name. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Jesus Christ. That's Come good. on. Good. Just good. tell <laughs> me. I'm not getting this. John, that, Catherine Zeta-Jones. that is Catherine right, Zeta-Jones. That's who I was thinking of. Wait, who was she married sure. to? Not- Michael Douglas. No, no. Oh, yeah. I, well, I was. She was in some movie with Clooney that was like a rom com. Like, um, yeah. Oh, fuck. I that I saw in the theater. That's what I was thinking of. Um, I love yeah, this. Wow. What has she been doing? I don't know, John. Shallon. She's actually was in. She was on something on TV not too long ago. I saw. I can't place it off the top of my head though. 
I don't know. This is like, guys, so, what the fuck? John, if you had to guess a part of this picture that was like, causing like her fluffle online. Is this directed by Rob Zombie? Like, what is happening? Guess who the director is. Oh, wait. It, um, Bizarro Rob Zombie. Heard, I think I may have heard it. It's, is it somebody like Sam Raimi or it, somebody? It's, like, it's, it, is yeah. Tim, it is Tim Burton is directing this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did hear about this. I did. Yeah, that I. I it's just so funny somewhere. to me that both of these projects are happening. Like, what the hell's wrong with Hollywood? Like, really, we we had to do both of these fucking properties in the same year, and found exactly some weird like oh, I couldn't. I didn't have any good ideas. Like, so like, let's Christ. do a fucking Adams Family movie. <laughs> Two animated Adams Family movies have been out in the last like yeah. three years. Like, what the fuck? Who cares? Yeah. Um, I want Tim Burton to just enjoy his fortune and not touch this so uh the the cut the hubbub about this photo john well my hubbub anyway i understand that this hair is <laughs> cut, in I, Eric's head. I understand that this um luis guzman hair is cartoon accurate but it's the dumbest looking wig i've ever seen in my life and i hate it <laughs> i love luis guzman he's a funny dude i get i get the casting but i can't <laughs> all i can look at is uh, his hair he's great i mean i might watch this just for him so there's a lot of uh, a lot of the normie reaction to the photo has been like, ew, he's ugly. And I've been like, I will fucking fight you on behalf of Luis Guzman. I love him. <laughs> well, and that's the whole thing. Like, Gomez is supposed to kind of be, you know, just like infatuated with his wife and kind of a dopey looking dude. But I, I don't know. The, the normie reaction has been like mean spirited, I feel like. Whereas uh, <laughs> horror fan reaction has been like, well, Tim Burton's doing Tim Burton shit. We love Luis Guzman. Who knows how this will turn out? So. All right, John. Also, Luis Guzman is a esteemed uh, alumni of Greendale uh, Community College. John, I'm gonna send cool. you. One, I'm gonna send you one more thing. Community. Okay. This show. is a this is a YouTube video. It's like a pr- it's a promo video for a thing. So I think we're fine. You can kind of hold it up so you could hear it, like in the mic. I just want a cold reaction to this. Well, you want you want me to watch it in my. Or actually, before you click on it, why don't you oh, why don't you read the, why don't you read the title that just popped up in your no like I don't need to watch this. Do read the title. It's I got you, babe, from Rob Zombie's The Monsters. <laughs> like what, John? It's coming out. The Va- Sherry Moon. John, sing? get excited because I pre-ordered it, and this is what your Christmas present is going to be. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Holy! Oh, shit. just wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right uh, that's enough <laughs> that is really bad oh i had not God. seen that where what, this is a teaser for the monsters no, no this is they're releasing a vinyl of like a bunch of songs in like with the movie and one of them is like sherry moon zombie and somebody's singing i got you babe i guess as yeah. the monsters yes yeah yeah it's lily and herman all right <laughs> and there, there is a scene in the trailer where it shows Herman on stage, so I'm assuming it's coming somewhere out in the story. But they saw on the site there was another record coming out from the show too, uh, from whoever Doctor Zombo is. That's one of the characters that he's made up. Cool name. <laughs> where to get the idea? <laughs> cool name, Doctor Zombo. I like it. Hey, John. Uh, welcome to the internet, buddy. It's a fucking hellscape. Enjoy. I mean, that's this uh, is now my new favorite segment, sad. and it's never going away. Oh my God. I, I'm here for it. Like, this is good. This is education for me. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. We're going to make you hip with the kids again, John. Yeah. When uh, does it come out? The old monsters <sighs> stuff. Uh, too soon. Um, John or Casey, what's on Twitter? We do not have any tweets to this week, Eric. 
You guys want to hear something really funny? <laughs> when I typed out the title for our live stream, I, it says BGH Reviews Day Shit Live. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that someone called it that in the email? Who was it? No, that was, yeah, that was me. Okay, got it, yeah. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, Jody, for the heads up. That's fucking hilarious. I love it. All right. To Instagram we go. Do you know what Instagram is, John? Uh, yes. You should. It's basically for old people. So. My wife, I don't know if I've told you. Maybe I've said this on the show. Suzanne. So, like, I've been off Instagram for whatever, like, two, three years. And, like, she still sends things to my account. <laughs> oh, which that's she adorable. then, like, pulls up and, like, shows to me. <laughs> And like, it's like a daily thing where she's like, here's the stuff I sent you today on Instagram. I'm like, do I have to look at it? Like, yes, it's like a, it's a, is yours deactivated? <laughs> I guess it's not. no, no, it's an active account. Like you can go look at it. I mean, she could text it to you. This is like, I've been uh, for like a year now texting Mark TikToks and he finally decided to join it. And he's been like giving me, it's, it's been fun watching him discover TikTok. His is decided feels good, Mar- Mark's algorithm is decidedly more wholesome than mine, but that's probably not shocking to anyone. <laughs> All right. Good questions tonight. First up, what's the worst job you've ever had? Oh, florist. I fucking hated working on a florist. Florist. Wow. <laughs> they were so mean. They had me spray paint. There's like special spray paint for flowers because people would be like, I want peacock blue for my flowers. And we're like, okay, well, flowers grow blue. And they're like, no, no, no. It must match this. And they would send me out into the heat and spray paint hydrangeas. God, that job sucked. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I had a a summer, a friend and I were decided we were going to make, become rich in like probably a summer before our freshman year of high school, uh, pick up blueberries. Mm. Uh, We lasted about 45 minutes. (laughs) Notably lucrative. I'm just going to go ahead and say every job I've ever had because jobs are done. (laughs) Why would you want them? They're stupid. I, I don't know that I've like truly hated any job. My like less, job before the job i have now was it got pretty grim for lots of reasons if i've ever hated a job it's largely been because of the like people that i have to be around as a result of it i can do most things mindless things fine as long as people are not up in my grill there you go there um favorite horror or true crime documentary oh there's so many good true crime documentaries out yeah, I got really into, um, I guess this is kind of, I don't know, you know, the staircase, the, um, the guy down in Durham, what's his mm-hmm. name? The doctor. I, I forget. Uh, I'm thinking the writer. The, was there, I thought he was a doctor, but in any event. Anyway, so there was that staircase documentary and then they did that, uh, fictional, like, you know, Tony Collette and Colin yeah. Firth. And it was really good. That got me back into that. You went back and rewatched the doc. I was like, let's go. Let's do both doc and fictionalized one. Yeah. That uh, keep sweet and pray is supposed to be, I saw it. It's, it's I've, I've had someone telling me to watch. That I saw that promo. That's like those religious ones are a particular lane. That's like, it's a step too depressing for me. Even me that I'm just like, this is so dystopian. I can't deal with it. I yeah, did child pregnancy scares you. You might not. Yeah. No, this. I did just what Casey, did you watch um, that doc I was telling you about? There's a doc out about, <laughs> Manti Teo, Manti Teo, who's the Notre Dame football player who got catfished and basically got found out because the the catfish, the catfish pretended to die. And then he started talking about it on like national TV and was raising money 
in her memory. And then people started looking into it and was like, this person literally doesn't exist. He didn't know. He had no idea. That's sad. Deadspin, the Deadspin article is how he found out that he had been yeah. catfish. Oh, fuck. It's an amazing- and he went a, on to the NFL for a couple of years after that, too. It's very bare bones documentary. It's just interviews and archival footage, but it is like riveting, especially if you remember well, that story dropping. They're doing a series. Like I think it's like the first of like several docs that are going to be in that. Ooh. I think that was- I think So that one was pretty good, and it's not exactly the same, but- uh, it's not exactly the same, but I did watch Netflix now as like an, another Woodstock 99 documentary. Someone else did another one, Hulu or Well, HBO. The Ringer did one, yeah. With But this Netflix one is even better. Like the first one was great. This Netflix one has so much more like killer behind the scenes footage. Um, did, wait, yeah. are you considering this horror or true crime? Which Neither. I'm just saying the, that documentary. Was the, that was the question. It is both horrific and crimes are good. Yeah, now it's just like, Eric's talking about stuff he likes that he watched recently. <laughs> if you're really in the mood to get super upset, um, the Chris Watts documentary, which is all like real time footage uh, from body cams from the police and interrogation footage. He's the guy that killed his wife and two kids a couple years ago. And there's a documentary on Netflix and it's like unfolding in real time with body cam footage. And it's really fucking depressing. Definitely not. Gonna... May he rot in hell forever. Yeah, definitely not doing that. But yeah, not going to watch that. Why not, guys? I'll go with the smart ass answer and say uh, murders in the building. <laughs> or only murders in the building. It's about a true crime podcast, but it's a great show. So, and the second <laughs> season's uh, heating up. Yeah, I don't have a good, I don't have a good doc. I mean, I, the, only, the only doc I've watched recently, it was, uh, um, what's his name? Um Rodney Asher's new doc that's on, I think, Hulu called Glitch in the Matrix. It's all about um, people who believe in um, simulation hypothesis, like the idea that we're like living in a simulation. It's pretty wild. He's the guy who did The Nightmare, which is a pretty, I mean, if you want to talk about like horror docs, like that's like a doc that is a horror movie too. It is pretty wild. The Nightmare? Yeah, The Nightmare. We did that on the pod. Eric could have been interviewed for it. I'm I'm still, I think he's still jealous that he wasn't involved. The nightmare's okay. It's no, um, I mean, it's room, did somebody say room 237? That thing is just- Well, it's the same, that's master. the same director, yeah. That yeah. thing's a masterpiece. Um, yeah. Man, I've watched room 237 so many times, it's so good. Uh, what's the latest you are capable of sleeping in on a weekend these days? 8.30. Well, maybe nine. If I was up super late drinking, I could probably make it to like nine. So obviously, like for those of us with kids, it's like I the kids would have to not be here. But like, yeah, yeah. I've had a I, few, I was assuming that was like I've had a few days like I couldn't sleep in forever. But then I don't know, just like health crap. And I might stay up way, way late. Like I've I had a couple days where I hit noon, like in the over the spring, which is crazy for me. And then I wake up and I've like missed a meal. And that's just that's not good for a gremlin. I range anywhere between 9.30 and 10.30 in the morning, usually. I don't have kids, so I feel like bad commenting on this. No, listen. I I like to sleep in when I can. Oh, yeah, my kids gets up earlier than I do now, even during the week. She goes to work at like 5, so she needs to be on the weekends even. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is an interesting one. What job sl- shift slash work schedule do you prefer? 
say four day, 10, four days, 10 out, four, whatever, four 10 hour days is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, second shift, Sunday through Thursday, et cetera. Who wants to work Sunday? I don't know. This is my ideal working shift. I laid it's this the out. Worst day. My ideal working shift is I start work about 10 a.m. I work till noon. I then lunch and nap until three. And then I work from three to five. And then I'm out and my phone's off. I, I can't <laughs> great. I guarantee you I can do the same amount of work that you I will do if you make me work there for eight hours. I like that. Yeah, it's hard to say nowadays too, because I'm in that work uh work from home uh world now. So it's completely different. I've kind of adjusted to being on during the day when I had my meetings and just kind of getting stuff done whenever evenings, weekends, whatnot, when I sit down to do it to some extent too. Yeah. Uh, my, my work meeting schedule varies so much and I'm out in the field in such a, like an erratic way that I don't know. Some people are like, Oh, I get my work done in the morning or I get most of my stuff done after lunch. And I'm just sort of like, I do it when I can. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's, that's yeah, my situation, but I, uh, I'm most productive in the morning. Like if, if I was like four, you can only work on like four hours a day. I'd have to work from like eight to noon. That would be, that's my window to be most productive, but. Anymore, I've reached, anymore I've reached the point in my career, my current company where I can only get actual work done in the afternoon because the morning's all meetings. Yeah. That's my afternoon's mostly meetings too. So. For better or worse. <laughs> All right. Would you watch a sequel? I feel like we kind of already answered that. No. I'm pretty sure Caitlin is excited, but other otherwise. I'm saying if there is one, I'm going to be you really Give me, a bottle, of, you give me a bottle of bourbon. I'll probably be there for it. <laughs> um, next up, his question is, what's your favorite gory vampire movie? But, but why don't we just say, what's your favorite vampire movie in general? I love vampire movies. So Byzantium is really cool. Ooh, um, is a really I love Underworld. Underworld was a hmm. big one for me. <laughs> it's a toss you know, like, up. It's like, you know, arty, like highfalutin vampire movie or Underworld. I also I, like Twilight, John. Like, I would I'm, say I'm all the vampires. I would <laughs> say my my number one no contest is Bram Stoker's Dracula by Coppola. And my number two would be Interview with a Vampire. Those 90s ones, I feel like, is where it's at. Yeah, you have a very specific look. Yeah. Um, mine would be Let the Right One In, which apparently they are making into a series. I saw you that. Guys I don't know this? how I feel, I feel about that. I did not I'm, see that. I'm not crazy. I mean, I guess, like, whatever. It doesn't, like, hurt the movie that that exists. But it's. It, I'm just like, I don't know, whatever. Um, I know, but we've already seen it remade. That's the challenging part. John, I thought yeah. you would have said A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, no. Oh, it's like good it's, one. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, no underworld. Let's be I real. I mean, near dark. I really like. Um, I don't know. I'd have to like. There's definitely others I'd come up with. We did near dark and John the show, Carpenter's didn't we? vampires. Didn't we do near dark like last I'm year? Kidding, that movie's terrible. Yeah. Does it have James yeah. Woods in it? Is that what the one? It I'm does have it? James Woods in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's real bad. That's that's like bad Carpenter. <laughs> I love. I don't know what he was doing. Like I'm here for vampire stuff. Not not this movie, but other vampire stuff. They uh, near dark's always long been my favorite, but I got to tell you what we do in the shadows. Is, oh yeah, they introduced me to vampire comedy, and I I am a hundred percent there for it. Uh, the other one that's getting remade that is 
amazing and i mean doesn't need to be remade but i'm fine with it blade yeah oh it's getting remade i celebrate the i think maharsha ali is gonna be the new blade cool yeah that's why i'm interested straight up (laughs) oscar winning actors playing blade now i mean exactly (laughs) he's no wesley snipe sorry just to be clear but Blade Three kind of helped us, brought us uh, Ryan Reynolds too. So maybe we'll get a new Ryan Reynolds out of the Blade remake. Maybe. I was reading some like insane stories about Wesley Snipes in the set of that movie. Apparently, he was like unbelievably like pain in the ass to work with on that movie. Like Wesley Snipes is insane, right? He, yeah. he, like so, I like I would be shocked if there were stories about how Wesley Snipes was like cool and like friendly to like the staff on set like yeah. i don't know but all right yeah last question of the evening ladies and gents a real thinker best snoop dog movie this one yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> like what else is he um, i mean how high or like hold on uh, i'm gonna have to look because i want to give a good answer was he in soul plane yeah i mean how could yeah. he have, how could he have he was not Yes. How could he have not been in Soul Plane? I've never seen that. I we didn't I talk seen about it in a it. long time, but it's <laughs> and I was inebriated. Let's say when we but. we didn't talk about it during the main part of the show, but uh, the end, the final gag of the movie, the Snoop Dogg gag, was my, probably my favorite for the movie. Watching him crawl out of the manhole because I completely <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> that was cute. I'll go uh, half baked. Oh. He's yeah. in very. He's in that for like. Hey, hey, a I'm counting it. He's in the seven. Adams Family animated ones. Yeah, he's cousin yeah. it, which like that uh, doesn't count either. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go half baked. <laughs> yeah. All right. I would also go with that too, but yeah, I'll stick with Soul Plane. I liked him on Trailer Park Boys, but it wasn't a movie. <laughs> he's on one. Right, there you go, Eric. I love it. I don't. Eric, uh, did you uh, did you tell the good people of Bloody Good Horror about your new tattoo? Oh, I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, people. I got a midsummer tattoo on my arm. It's pretty cool. I love it. It's a uh, a lot of fun trying to heal a tattoo with an, with several autoimmune disorders. I will say that. This is the best. <laughs> it was. I'm thing, healing some piercings with it. Yeah, no, it was the thing I considered going into, but it's definitely like uh, it's been a special experience that I'm gonna have to do sparingly. Like I want, I. All things aside, I would want a lot more, but I'm going to have to be judicious about when and where I do it. So it's fun, John. When you say where, you mean where on your body? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do they heal differently in different areas? I guess that's a dumb question. No, it's because like when you have autoimmune, your immune system basically is always ready to just like attack your body. So when you put Mm. something foreign like this into it, it's just been freaking out for like weeks at this point. So yeah. Yeah, they, there's apparently a special. They're great. They heal the fastest. Face tattoos. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look into that. It sounds cool. Yeah. Okay. There's apparently a special ink you can get for autoimmune. Interesting. Folks. Hey, when you get a forehead our size, we could make some money. At least in the oh baby, why you think you got bangs, baby? <laughs> <laughs> forehead crew. <laughs> John's got a little forehead. I mean, we head, we all kind of we all kind of have some forehead action. I like it. Real yeah. estate. All right, everyone. That's going to do it. We're next week. We are doing what is it? It's coming. Oh, orphan prequel next week. Uh, it's a. Oh, it is a prequel. You're right. 
Yep. Oh, it's a prequel, John, where they digitally de-age the actress who's now in her 20s. First Wait, I thought they kill. were going to do it. I thought they did. Oh, shit. Well, she There's was way older than... The, she was way older in, than her character in the first one anyway, so I why could not de-age her? She was 12? No, she wasn't? No, no she was 12. Yeah, she was. She was like a teenager. She was 12. No, I thought she was older than that. Or was that just the character that was older? The article I saw <laughs> said 12, and then I swear I saw a headline that was like how they used digital technology to like de-age her hmm. for the movie. I got into this at work because... I said I was. We were talking about this trailer when it came out, and I and someone was like, "Yeah, wasn't it really creepy that she was like 12 and she has that like scene where she's like seducing, seducing. the dad?" Yeah. And um, I was like, "No, well, she was older, so it was like totally fine." And they were like, "No, no, 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 she wasn't older. Right. <laughs> that's the point. Listen, so you'll that's... plug it up on it if you will." Oh yeah, yeah. It's like some 70s shit. That's some shit that would happen in the 70s. Nobody would have blinked an eye. I mean, presumably they like handled it appropriately on set. I'm sure they did. Is you know, presumably we would have heard about it. <laughs> Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. It's it's not a Sarsgaard, but Sarsgaard. That one. Yeah, they're all legit. Oh yeah. And and Vera Farmiga's in the new one, right? Oh. Uh, Julia Stiles. Oh Vera wait, Farmiga. Vera Farmiga's in the first. Was she in the first one? Wow. Yeah, Julia yeah, Stiles. Yeah, she was is, the mom. I didn't even remember that. Crazy. All right, everyone. Well, that's what we're doing next week. So tune in. Uh, Kaylin, where should people, if they want to keep up with what you're doing, where can they follow you on social? Plug it at pod on Instagram and Twitter and you can always find me there. Love it. Well, the three old men here are going to keep going and we're going to keep uh, rotating some guests in, including Caitlin in the future. So stay tuned. All right, y'all. That's going to do it for BGH. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.